<laughs> All right, do we got you guys on? Yes, sir. We're here. Can you hear us? Yes, sir. Perfect. I can hear both of you. Um, and so, okay, so, Matt, I know your name. I can pronounce that. Uh, is it, <laughs> is it uh, Tecumse, or Tecumse, or how do you pronounce your name? It's uh, Tecumse. Tecumse. Okay. Yes, I mean, I can't be the worst one to pronounce it. No, no not, 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 not at all. He's not, not even close. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad I did all right because I've been staring at this name. I even wrote it down on a post-it in front of me because I'm like, shit, I gotta say this and I gotta be able to. Say it right. <laughs> good, good. So, um, well, thanks for uh, being on here. I appreciate it appreciate you guys taking the time. Um, and so, uh, to come to you, I'm no, I don't know if you, did I just say that right? Yes, sir. You did. You're, nice. you're a natural already. Good, good, good. All right. So I don't know if, if Matt kind of filled you in on this at all. Um, but so you guys are on, um, this is my second interview actually for my podcast, Nick at night. So this is going to be on iTunes podcast, Google play music, Anchor Radio, which is another service that now they, they're able to let people do podcasting. Um, and then there's a couple other podcast providers. But so this is going to um, hopefully be able to reach quite a few people. And uh, if it doesn't right now, it will uh, when this thing gets big. But um, first, I kind of just want to hear a little bit of like the background of like who you guys are, where you came from, and kind of like how you two met, and uh, and then I kind of want to hear more about Staleface because Matt was telling me about that, um, and I'm really intrigued uh, to hear more and hear your side of things too. All right, that sounds good. So Matt, if you just want to oh, take I'm away, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> said, no oh, sorry. I apologize. Like, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, like, wow, that sounds really nice. I'd love to hear more about me too. <laughs> um, just so for me, um, 24, uh, been married, uh, electrical engineering major, um, have a job in the field. And so, like I said, about six months ago, I got married and at that point, everything became real. And I was like, yo, everything that we want to do really can't do on just our normal budget. So I started looking for other avenues and uh -huh. I had met to come see at school. And I knew he had a brand. I knew it had kind of fizzled off, and I knew that this is something that I kind of was passionate about, and I knew we could make it work. So I kind of yeah. conjoined with him and uh, just kind of pushed that along back into what it was before, uh, trying to make it bigger and better. Okay, okay. And, and briefly, before we get into it, um, what is the brand? What is the company? Give us like 30 seconds on what that is. Okay, so the brand is called Staleface Inc. Uh, the meaning of the brand comes from the name Staleface is a sarcastic remark made when something bothers or irritates you, but you have to maintain a professional demeanor. And Inc. stands for innovation never ceases. And so you got that definition people, memorized. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I wrote it. <laughs> I was gonna say, I mean, you must have because I, I literally I went to your website a couple hours ago, and that was like word for word. That was the definition that you guys have on there. So I'm yeah. like, wow, I'm kind of impressed that he knows it like that. Yeah, and so what we uh, encourage our people to do is to innovate new ways to solve problems that 
they get, make them have a stealth phase. So if things are ever making you have a stealth phase, try and think of a way so you can fix that problem and help us all out because you're not the only one that's ever done it. That's dope. So basically just not only seeing a need for some sort of innovation around something, but actually taking the action and doing it if you feel so called exactly. to do it. Exactly. And even sometimes, even if you're not so called to do it, because sometimes you just have to put the team on your back and be like, this may not affect me, but I know it affects other people, so I want to help. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, that's huge. Yeah, the the, the still face uh, in and of itself, the, the facial expression is kind of the, the relatable aspect amongst, you know, everyone because, you know, there's always a, a, a time and place where you've probably made a, a sarcastic-looking face that, you know, uh, that looks like that. And, it, and it's sort yeah, of a humorous day. type thing as well. So yeah. it, it's the relatable aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of, I mean, in my head, I'm kind of envisioning, like, kind of giving your coworker the side eye to something someone just said and looking at I, them I like, I did that you today. I love it. Okay, so then, uh, Tecumseh, can you just tell us a little bit about you? Because uh, I think Matt said you're from Brooklyn, right? Yeah, uh, I am I am the uh, original OG. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, originally from Brooklyn, New York. Um, moved to Texas uh, about 10 years ago or so. Um, again, met up with, with Matt at, at school. I was a mechanical engineering major, so... Okay. Uh, I graduated uh, with two years, two years, two years before him. Uh, graduated in uh, fifteen. So, okay. And what uh, college was this? This is the University of Texas Arlington. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, cool. Just want to make sure I knew. Yes, sir. So, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, it was something that that I started a couple years ago, and it, it caught on pretty well, um, and. Yeah, I really was was passionate about it, but then you know things came to things came to trying to prioritize school and and the brand, and it was like you know I need to make sure I, I finish out college strong. So it, right. it kind of fizzled out, uh, but it was something that I always did want to bring back, and the man was there. And I mean, um, uh, Matt is a extremely diligent worker and a, and a brilliant guy. So you know he's 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 basically like my little brother, and that's what I call him. So. Um, okay. Okay. And so we we now, were back on. That's dope. Now, so you said you needed to finish school. Did you go to school for you, or did you do it for your parents? Just out of my own curiosity. Um, kind of both, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't start okay. something that I don't finish. Um, okay. Got I, it. And that's something that I I, I definitely um, have abided by for all my life, and something that my parents have instilled in me. So. Okay, cool. That's awesome. I just, I was curious because so for myself, I actually I dropped out of college. I went for two years, and uh, I realized that just school was just not for me. And it was funny when I had that conversation with my parents. My mom, like in all serious in all seriousness, looks me dead in the eye and goes, "I've known school wasn't for you since fourth grade." And I just, I laughed. Like, I just burst out laughing. And I'm just like, how did you know for so long? And you didn't bother letting me know, hey, by the way, school exactly. might not That's be a thing for you. <laughs> like, let me, let, me, let me give you a little bit of a heads up. And she's like, oh, well, that's about when uh, we went in for conferences. Your teacher said you, you have potential, but you just don't try. 
And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's pretty spot on. They're observant. They're good. Because <laughs> I, I, to me, school was not a priority. I saw zero um, need for me to be in school other than, like, the social aspect. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Okay. And then, so, back to stale face. So, what made you actually want to start it? Because it's a clothing brand, right? Yeah, more or less. I mean, that's the that's the easiest way to put it. Um, <laughs> it, it. It is started, yes, as a clothing brand because that's, you know, people see everyone wearing clothes every day, or at least we hope. We don't want people walking around here naked. Um, mm-hmm. So that is that is something, that, and whatever you wear, wear on your chest a lot of times, you know, that's one of the first things people see is how, you know, what you have on and how you're representing yourself. So, right. So um, what did so what it, so I mean I guess like as far as like stale face like what made you actually choose that because that's not anywhere near a name of a company that I ever would have thought of like it just isn't. Um, honestly, it was it was December twenty seventh two thousand eleven, and I was talking to a friend of mine, and um, there was a, a ridiculous like just funny comment made, and I drew the I drew the picture of the face on a piece of paper, and then sent the picture. And after that, I was like, you know, I wonder what it would be like to put this, you know, on something or on a shirt. And so I started to do some research and things like that. I never found anything. And I, uh, I, I told myself, I was like, you know what, this is a pretty relatable um, character here. This is a pretty relatable reaction to a lot of things. And, yeah. and so, you know, started using it as kind of a tag on things and people wondered what it was. And so, you know, I was able to you know, just formulate it into a, into a business name and, and into an, an establishment. And that's awesome. And, and then the, um, the innovation never ceases part was just something that, you know, was, was a, a good acronym or a good, a good definition to what, what related back to my major as a, as an engineer because you know we're we're known uh, or expected to create things and you know figure figure out problems and right so, right um, i mean i mean that's your whole job is just problem solving every day right right exactly right and that's like one thing that we're that's another part of uh our company is us giving back to stem programs and things like that because a lot of times We've had this conversation a day. A lot of times kids grow up, they want to be doctors, athletes, social workers, things like that, stuff they see. But when it comes to engineers, you really don't know what engineers do. And when you see right. engineers, it's not like somebody you want to be like. It's some nerdy guy. So our thing was just like we want to make engineering relatable and also be like engineering just isn't about numbers and math and physics. All engineering is is problem solving. You engineer yeah. everything that you go outside or do whatever you have to do. And so once we make that more relatable and say, hey, this is engineering, this is relatable, this is what you're doing already, it makes it more tangible. It's not something far off where you have to go for four years of school. It's like, no, you engineer every day. So we want to yeah. bring it down from a high level to make it something that's relatable to kids that are in high school or even middle school. That's huge. I mean, because there's so many, like, if if someone explained engineering to me in that sort of a way when I was younger, I think I would have had a completely different outlook on what I may have wanted to do because I, because I've thought about, like, engineering and problem solving and things of that nature, like, all the time, like, like you were just saying, in my day-to-day life. 
I'm noticing times where I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, this is definitely has some sort of engineering background, but it's just, I feel like it's just, it seems so um, abstract and high level to say you're an engineer rather than actually yeah. explaining it for what it actually is. Not to and we, dumb, or dumb down what you guys do or anything. No, no, it's fine because we actually had this conversation like legit today. We were saying that the problem with engineering is it's become so elitist of a society, society and we have our own code and everything. And just engineers, as an average, they look down on people that can't understand the code. And so our thing is we want to mm -hmm. break that break that stigma and say, like, no, like, you might not understand what current and voltage and amperage and things like that are, but I can sit here and tell you, like, explain it and break it down to you instead of making fun of you for not knowing what it is. Right. And sure. That, make, make, it, make it relatable in whatever language that you can understand. Exactly, because people do that with other subjects like math and, like, if you want to play sports, if you've never played a sport before, I can sit down and teach you how to shoot a jump shot, and it's relatable. You can do that. But with engineers, right. we look at people that do use that same analogy. We look at people who've never played basketball before and, like, look at that guy over there. He doesn't even know what a basketball is. He can't even dribble. And then we walk off. And that's, that's a big me. problem that I've seen with engineers, like, in at my job. So that's not something I want to I break that stigma, if that makes sense. Now, I don't know if you guys fully realize, like, how, like, high level of thinking you guys have to have to even have the conversations that you guys had like today, like the amount of emotional intelligence that you guys need to have to be able to notice that there's a need to break it down, put it in simpler terms. And then you're essentially, and I feel like, I mean, it's gotta be a person by person basis when you're talking to them, but breaking it down in their language, that way they understand it with their own vocabulary instead of using your own um, you're, you're basically catering to the person that you're talking to, which again, like, I don't think you guys, and maybe you do, but it takes a lot of like just intelligence and, uh, emotional intelligence to be able to do that and be able to just do that right on the fly when you're in the middle of a conversation with somebody. Exactly. And that's, and I feel that way because <clears throat> just being in school, I was, just being completely frank, I was generally, there's only one or two people in every class that look like me, and the other one was African. And so in most of my classes, I was the only American-born black person in my class. And so I've always had that issue where it's just like, I'm in here, nobody's really catering to me, nobody's teaching to me in my, my way I understand, but I knew I had to go get it. Like, I know I'm not going to get spoon-fed, or they're going to teach, but they're going to teach in a way that relates to them and the way they know how to teach. And sometimes there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes it's just the way you teach, that's what you know, and, like, that's just what it is. So my thing was it took me a little bit longer, but I had to take whatever they were teaching and translate it into what I understood and then learn it that way. And so that right. did help me have a better understanding of it because I basically had to teach myself my four years of college. But um, I just don't want to have anybody else to have to go through that. Right. That's huge. I mean, that, if you've ever, like, read anything that talks about, like, the best way to really like just know what you're talking about is to be able to then go forward and teach it to somebody else. So, I mean, the fact that you were able to, and it's, it's, it, to me, I'm just trying to wrap my head around it because essentially you learned the material in their language well enough to be able to translate it into the vocabulary and the way that it made the most sense to you. And then you 
relearned it because it's going to be faster for you to think about it in that manner later on. Exactly. Yeah. Is that kind of, is that kind of right? Cause that's kind of what it sounds like to me. Yeah, that's, that's definitely what happened. Um, this kind of, let me backtrack a little bit. Today we were looking at the Elon Musk talked about first principle. And so he breaks everything down to like the point where you can't break it down anymore. And then you build upon that. And so that's basically, uh, yeah, Robert, Feynman, Feynman's learning technique or whatever, where it's like 25 minutes on and five minutes off, this is the technique he used. When he was in mm. school, he really didn't have his, uh, his teacher basically gave up on him and was like, read this book in the back of the class. So he learned all his math by himself. And like on the surface, it looks terrible because like, why are you learning by yourself? Blah, 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 blah. You're not with other class members and everything. But because he taught it himself, he, he taught himself and then learned it his way when he got to MIT and when people were having problems with integrals and stuff, because he never learned the quote unquote traditional way to do it, he was able to do it his way faster because that was the way he had learned it. So the way that he learned it was more effective in that way than being stuck in that traditional mind thought. Because when you have yeah. traditional mind thought, you can't think outside the box because that's just what you have. Right. And I mean, so many, so many different, um, while you're in school, you know, they teach, briefly uh, talk about people's different ways of learning. You know, you have people who are uh, kinetic learners, people who are, you know, just book readers, people who, you know, there's different methods that they that they learn things. And so you have to, like, like Matt said, you have to break it down into your own language and, uh, you know, really understand things myself. I mean, even though, even though I, you know, I'm an engineer as well, you know, Matt, Matt has a very strong background in mathematics. I wasn't that strong in mathematics, but I'm a science guy. But, you know, I, you know, again, I had to figure it out. I had to figure it out right. for myself and, you know, relate it, uh, relate it in a way that spoke to me. And uh, my, my whole thing was um, doing it in school was that I didn't like people telling me that, you know, I wasn't going to be this or I wasn't going to be that, you know. Um, mm. Coming from where I come from, you know, you only expected to go so far. And uh, I, I remember, I'm not, of course, I'm not going to drop any names, but I had an advisor. <laughs> I had one of my advisors actually <laughs> tell me that I was never going to be an engineer. And um, that, you know, really sparked probably the, the hottest flame in me that I've ever felt because it's yeah. like, wow, you know. You don't know you don't know me not not in a offensive way, but how dare you already judge my intellect? You know I've I've made it this this far. I appreciate I appreciate and respect your your opinion, but but sign me up sign me up for my classes sign me up for my classes sign off my paperwork and let me go and I and I will show you exactly what I'm going to do. Right. Wow. I was going to say that had to be like that had to have lit a fire under your ass. Just to hear oh, yeah, something yeah. like that, Cause, <laughs> and because I, I mean, I, me having a completely different background, completely different situation, it's it was it's funny to look at the parallels and how I've gone through they, those similar things where people write you off, think you're not going to be anything, but in the back of your head, you're looking at them just like like motherfucker, you give me five years, you wait. You're like, it's fine. Like you have your glory moment right now. This is probably the best it's ever going to be for you. You give me five years and you wait, you see what happens. And you just kind of put your head down and go to work. And that sounds like exactly what you did. And you're just like, like, 
probably felt really good getting that degree and being like, look, I did it, despite what you may think. Exactly, and that's like, I know for me, like, my, st- my story is similar to his. Like, I had an advisor tell me that I couldn't take so many classes because my grades were low enough, given at this point I would never gotten anything lower than a C. So I was like, yo, you're going to let me do it. I was mad. My dad was mad. He came with me. He was trying not to fight the guy. So it's been one of those things where when you have all these obstacles stacked against you, it really makes you look at, like, what you believe in. It makes you more dedicated for you. Because we could have taken the easy way out. Like, we could have just been like, yo, they're not going to let us take these engineering classes. I'm just going to go transfer to, like, business or something because a lot of classes transfer there. We could have taken, like, English or something and just copped out. We could have wimped out. But when you really believe in something, no matter who comes against you, no matter what they say, like, yo, F you, we're going to do what we want to do, and we're going to be good at it because I know I can be. See, and I love the fact that you put it in that sort of a way because, I mean, it would have been so easy as it is, I mean, for anyone, I think, just so easy just to write someone off right then and there and just be salty about it and not actually do anything and just sit there and basically that would like be one of those conversation, conversations you two have years later where you're just like, man, I wish I would have done this, you know, or exactly. I, I wish I would have acted in this sort of way. But it's I loved hearing what you just had to say about it and the fact that you guys kind of both reacted in the way that it's just not necessarily them trying to like suppress you or um, or dismiss your intelligence, even though that's. It's kind of sounding like it may be what it was a little bit, but you guys made more of, sorry, you guys took it more of as like a challenge to overcome. And instead of using that and playing the victim card, you guys were like, well, motherfucker, you're wrong. So you just sit tight and uh, I'm going to go to work. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Most definitely. Again, for for me, it's like you know, when I when I walked across the stage and and was was thinking, you know, I was thinking about that the whole time I was at my graduation. Like this dude told me that I would never be an engineer, and all I wanted to, all I wanted to say to him was, "I'm just getting started, man. You you have no idea where I'm going with you." I love so, it. I love it. Was it at that moment that you had stale face already uh, in the works? Well, it was stealth face had kind of fizzled out by that point. Um, okay. Because I had it really, I had it going really strong in like 2011 between 2011 and like 2013. Um, and then um, by about 14, I kind of started, you know, backing off of it a little bit just to make sure that you know school was was getting taken care of and. Sure. And then, you know, adulthood was coming on. I started having more bills to pay and everything else. So, I, so I, had, to, I had to go back to regular regular practical life for a second. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, so now, I'm back now. Yeah, so you guys are – so you're back in the building phase. When And so do you guys kind of – you didn't start from ground zero, but, I mean, for all intents and purposes, let's just call it ground zero when you two – kind of looked at each other and decided that you're going to start going. When did that happen? And uh, what was kind of, what was the reasoning for, or what happened that made you guys decide to finally like, okay, it's, it's go time. Um, to start, we started like what, three, three and a half weeks ago, three yeah. and a half weeks ago, something like that. And I basically, I've, I've, 
kind of wanted to do clothing brand for a while since I was in high school, and we were a part of another collective, and, like, I wanted to basically move faster. Like, I I have a personality where it's not – I would say it's obsessive, but at the same time, I would. When I'm passionate about something, like, I just follow it to the nth degree, and my wife gets mad at me about that sometimes. But I had texted to come see, and I was like, yo, do you want to bring Stuffface back? And he was like, I've been thinking about that. And I was like, cool, let's do it. And, like, two weeks later, we had shirts ordered, and the website was updated. We had done a photo shoot and everything. So that's where, where we've gone so far. Um, we just trying to hit the ground running and get as much stuff done as we can and trying to trying to win, basically. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Breaking break, break time. <laughs> now, now, do you guys consider yourselves – Engineers first and entrepreneurs second, or uh, or the other way around. Uh, I would say an entrepreneurial engineer. I was gonna say yeah. that. <laughs> I think we're entrepreneurial engineers. I mean, I was gonna say the exact same thing. That's why I call him my little brother. Because <laughs> like, funny. if we, I love it. I was born, if if I wasn't an engineer, well, if I wasn't doing this, I would be doing something else. If I wasn't an engineer, I still would be doing something to make money legally. Uh, so I feel like <laughs> I like how you say legally. I love it. Yeah, got to put a disclaimer. Exactly. So I, yep. it's one of like this goes back to like my personality. If one of these things falls down, like I'm not I, I have a wife and a home to worry about. I don't have time to be sorry for myself right. if I lose my job or this doesn't work. It's either on to the next thing and you just learn from what you what you messed up on. You apply it to something else and you keep going. Right. Well, I mean, there's no point in throwing yourself a pity party. You know, I mean, that does exactly. you no good. It's like, you, okay, you're going to sit there for 15, 20 minutes, maybe have like a beer or two, a shot or two, whatever the hell you need to do. But then it's over with and you're back to real life. Like there's no point in even doing it to begin with. It's just wasted energy uh, in in my eyes, I think. Exactly. And my parents told me that uh, too, because they told me if you run from your problems, when you get back to where you left, your problems still going to be there. So there's really no point yep. in running from. So oh, might yep. as well do it. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I hear you there. Cause yeah, that's, that's been my belief. It's been my experience that if you don't learn a lesson, it's going to keep showing up in different areas until you finally just face it, learn it, and then you're finally able to move on. Exactly. I mean, um, thing about thing about it is, too, is like, you know, if you don't, if you succumb to your problems all the time and the obstacles that you come up against, you never know, you never know how great, you know, how great you can possibly be. You'll never mm-hmm. reach your potential because all you ever do is fold when things get tough. And right. uh, for, for me personally, um, you know, how I was brought up is like, you know, you were created you were created by a being who created you in, in, in perfection. You know, so yep. don't 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 slap him in the face by you know, succumbing to obstacles when, you know, all he says is that he's the only one that you need to fear. Exactly. Other than that, you know, if he's still breathing, then you're doing all right. Yeah. Okay, so this might take a weird left turn, but I got to ask because I'm curious now. So because of what you just said, so you know how people use the the expression like, well, I'm only human or nobody's perfect, you know, like those expressions? Mm Mm-hmm. So do you, saying what you just said about you were created by a being that made you perfect, 
do you believe that everybody's perfect, even like the flaws and all, or do you believe that because of the flaws and, and the things like that, that nobody's perfect, like that whole side of things? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it does. And not not to try to get too. Uh, I'm preaching. You want me to right. preach? Right. No, I'm turning this into a sermon. But you know, Look, you can you can say whatever you want to say. Like I, it's fine by me. I asked the question. I I knew it might go there, but I'm I'm just curious. <laughs> well, according to my what I was doing <laughs> and, and taught, uh, you know, we were made in. In, in his image, and he is perfect. Now, us, you know, because of histories and, you know, because of history story and the things that occurred with Adam and Eve, you know, we were, we are also said that we will always fall short of the glory of God. Um, but, you know, to answer your question, frankly, no, we are not perfect. Uh, okay. I, I didn't want to get, I didn't want to get away from a, actually answering the question, but no, we are not perfect. But you okay. know, we have, we do have the ability, we do have the ability to reach greater heights than than we even know, if that makes sense. And there's a perfect. beauty in being, there's a beauty in being a finite being because you all, you should always be curious, not in a not in a disrespectful sense to question your origin, but just to know, because I've never heard of anybody ever saying that they learn too much or they know too much, you know? Right. Uh, right. There's no, there's no cap or, or ceiling. You know, there's no ceiling that, that is the roof. <laughs> there's no ceiling on knowledge, you know, and there's no, you don't have a gigabyte rating to how a terabyte rating to how much your, your brain can comprehend, you know, sure. I, and, and so, no, we're not perfect at all, um, but, you know, just always strive to be the greatest that you can be, and, I mean, I'm, I've never been in the Army, so I don't mean to take that away from them, but, <laughs> you know, definitely, you know, you have, a, you have a purpose on this earth to me, and something that's been really strong in, in my mind lately is the fact that if you don't pursue the greatest person that you can be, the next generation behind you might not achieve what they're supposed to because they didn't have you as that example. Oh, I like that. So I just, you, got, I, just got, know, I just got goosebumps from that. <laughs> this, it's like the butterfly effect, man. If you don't, if you don't yeah. go after what you, what you're supposed to, somebody else, you know, may their whole life may change because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Exactly. Right. We've heard the phrase where uh, people grow up and they say, be who you needed to be when you're growing up. But if you don't have an image or anything to look up to as you're growing up, you'll think where you are right now is okay. If you've never had a hamburger before and all you've had is bologna sandwiches and you didn't even know hamburgers were exist, you have no desire for hamburgers because you never knew. So right. we have to be the example to say, like, no, there's a better way to live. There's a better way to do this and this and this. And just by that, even if we don't, even if, even at the point where even if they, uh, that person that's looking up to us doesn't achieve that height, they still have that baseline and they have something to measure themselves with. And, like, I don't want to guilt trip anybody through what I've done, but if the standard, standard is set high, then you know, like, where you're standing in regards to that. And you can, like, measure yeah. yourself against that. So it always gives you something to push towards and also push beyond. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm all for guilting people into trying to be better versions of themselves. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm like, so you go ahead. You go ahead. Like you guilt people. I don't necessarily think like like you just said. Like it's not necessarily you're finding what to measure yourself up against, but you're kind of finding something to chase and something to try and go go past to further it. Because, I mean, if someone got to that point, it means that you can as well. And then if they've gotten there, I mean, they've already made the blueprint. You might as well follow it. And then once you follow it and then you get to the end of it, then that's when you can start using your own intellect and your talent and the reason that you were put here, essentially, and, uh, and push beyond it. Exactly. I think, like, just basketball analogy. So you have the Trailblazer and Michael Jordan, debatable greatest player of all time, the greatest generally. And then you have Kobe coming up after him, and Kobe modeled everything after him because Michael had set the standards. So he went back and was like, yo, this is what Michael did, this is what I'm going to do. This is what Michael did, this is what I'm going to do. And Mm -hmm. so going beyond that, even if hypothetically you don't think he's the greatest basketball player of all time, Kobe was still great. Like, even when you fall short, of that ultimate greatness, when you look back at your career and you can say, yo, I was in the league for 20 years and I was a staple and, like, I was legit for the past 20 years, you might not ever get to that, to your ultimate goal, but even if you fall short of that, if you set your goal high enough, you're still miles and miles and miles away from where you were when you started. So sometimes even when you fall short of it, you got to, like, reassess yourself and be like, yo, I didn't become a billionaire, but I am worth $500 million. So, yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things, if you, uh, you, you know, you know, you made it, and you become a standard when people only refer to you by your first name. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I like that. Yeah. So, um, because I, I don't want to forget, and I know myself well enough that if I put it off any longer, I might. Where, when people listen to this, where can people find you guys on? Uh, social media that way they can check out Staleface, see what you guys are doing, um, and uh, and just know a little bit more about you guys and follow your journey. Okay, for Instagram, our Instagram is at Staleface Inc. Staleface, just like the way it's spelled. On Twitter and uh, Snapchat, it's Staleface underscore Inc. And YouTube, what's YouTube? YouTube is uh, Staleface. Underscore Inc. I believe. All right, and YouTube is self. Okay. Wait, hold on. <laughs> We're looking it up right now. Let me make sure that. Okay, let's stand make sure we got it right. Yeah. yeah stand by. <laughs> no, it's cool. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll link it up in the description of this as well. That way, uh, people that are listening, okay. they don't need to try and second guess themselves. All right. Uh, I believe it's just self based Inc. Yeah. Okay, well, push comes to shove. We'll have the YouTube link in the, in the Instagram page yeah. if it's anything other than Cellface Inc. Um, yeah, did you, did you find it or no? I'm signing into the account right now. All right, it, we'll put it on the YouTube. <laughs> we'll have uh, videos going up on YouTube probably tonight and um, posts on Instagram up, are up now. Uh, we'll be putting up posts as we get closer and closer to our hard launch and just be looking out for other events and things that we'll be having. May potentially be having a launch party. We're still figuring out uh, location. Okay. So just keep uh, watching out, and we'll we have good stuff for y'all. We'll probably do giveaways and everything like that, too. So y'all just watch the page, and uh, we'll be able to tell y'all more about it. 
Love it. And you guys are down in Arlington, Texas, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, perfect. Just making sure that everyone knows that if you're in that area, you definitely exactly. want to be making sure that you watch what you guys are doing. And uh, if you guys are having a launch party, to make sure that you guys got to be there and, uh, and meet you guys. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, one of these days I'll be down in the Texas area. I'm at, how far away is Arlington from Dallas? Like 20 minutes. I drive it every morning. Oh, dope. I'm telling I'm letting you guys know the next time I'm in Dallas. I'm typically in Dallas at least once or twice a year. So okay, I'll, cool. uh, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to hit you guys up when I actually make my way back down there, which by this point might be the winter, but that's all right. It's warmer down there than it is up here in Wisconsin. Yeah, we don't get winter. Just It's just less hot. <laughs> I know. Well, it's it's funny. Every time I'm down there, I see the signs next to the bridges being like, caution, bridge might be icy. And I'm just like, these people have no idea what ice actually looks like on a bridge. Like, I'm convinced. No, not <laughs> uh, Well, I know. <laughs> like, oh, you do. I know. <laughs> that's true. You're from Brooklyn. You know up there. Yeah, I don't miss it at all. <laughs> um, before I forget, uh, we want to send you a shirt. Uh, free of charge and everything. What size do you wear? I am a medium, and thank you. I didn't think anything like that was going to happen. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, yeah, of course. Listen, you're giving us this opportunity to share what we have. The least we can do is give back. Yeah, well, thank you. I I really do appreciate that, and I think that uh, people that are listening that run their own businesses need to take note because that was completely unexpected, but I think that that was the right move. And just it's just a nice gesture is really what it is. And uh, I I just think it's a smart thing that, that you guys did. So thank you yet again. No problem, man. No problem. Thank you. Yeah, definitely thank you. Dope. All right, well, unless you guys have any, like, Jerry Springer final thoughts, I, uh, I'm about out Don't of, say out that. <laughs> we always have those. <laughs> okay. I want, I want, okay. In that case, good. I want one from each of you and then, uh, then we're out. You go first. Oh man. Um, put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> just to keep it short for, for everybody who listens and hears this, um, never, never let anybody tell you what you can and can't do within, Within legal boundaries, exactly. I mean. <laughs> but, but, Disclaimer. But always, but always, you know, be a dreamer. Understand that there's there's less competition in the middle, uh, less competition at at, at the, the top, top than there is in the middle. So always go for an astronomical goal. I love it. And mine is: if you're not reading, you're losing. Reading is What's essential. You- Excuse me. What should people be What should people be reading then? All right, <laughs> everybody. Uh, right now, one more time. All right, right now I'm in. So what I'm doing is like I'll read a topical book, then I'll read like a self development book. So I've read Relentless by Tim Grover. I've read Four Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. I've read Personal MBA, and I'm reading Rich Dad's Guide to Investing, and I alternate back and forth. So okay. find uh, something that you want to learn about. Read that book. Then read a book about getting the mindset to actually apply those particular things and just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while you're reading, do stuff. Don't just read. Don't like, yeah. if you have a bunch of knowledge and you're not executing, you're the internet and not in a good way. Apply the principle. Exactly. Yeah. I yes. love it. Uh, have you, okay, so uh, since we just talked about books, and I'm going to give you guys my 
last final thoughts here. Um, I need to find the book first here. Okay. Well, we're going to, we'll put that on hold. I was just looking at my bookshelf and I think I actually got it upstairs. There's uh, a a book that I've been reading recently and uh, you guys may or may not have read it. Um, It is called the ant and the elephant. I have you guys not. heard of that? Okay. No, no. I have not. So it's written, so just quickly, it's written by a gentleman by the name of Vince Pacente. And this guy, went. he's Canadian, and he went from recreational skier to Olympic athlete in four years. What? Wow. Down, downhill speed skiing in four years. Yeah, and, uh, I'm going to need help. Oh. Yeah, you need to look. I'm adding this to my Amazon cart right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ant and the elephant, absolutely. Yep. It's a parable. It, it's a parable about this ant on the back of an elephant, unknowingly. And so it, it talks about, and the the uh, the metaphor there is the ant is is your conscious mind, and the mm. elephant is your subconscious mind. And it talks about even if you've got such a strong-willed conscious mind, if your subconscious is heading in the opposite direction, your subconscious fires off, I think it's like 4 trillion neurons every single second, whereas your uh, conscious mind is only like 2 million or 2 billion or something just way lower. Uh, He says Mm -hmm. it in the book. I, I can't think of it right now, but he talks about like if your conscious mind is going one direction where you want to go, but your subconscious is heading the other way, there's no way for you to actually reach your goal because your your subconscious is always going to overpower your conscious mind. So he, in like a a, a parable type setting, kind of lets you know and teaches you how to actually align your conscious and your subconscious to speed up the rate at which you reach the goals that you've set for yourself. Definitely going to be reading that once I finish what I've got now. Yep. Yeah, it's phenomenal, and it's short. That's my favorite part is it's short. I'm a really slow reader. I I typically listen to books because I can listen to them. Uh, like a six-hour book, I can finish in two hours because I speed it up. But yeah. I can't I can't do that for reading. I'm a slow reader, and so I'm like, whatever, I'll just adapt. I learn better through audio anyways. And so I've, I, uh, I listened to books, but luckily with this one, um, I got the physical copy and it's short. So that'll be a really good quick read for you guys. And uh, I'll be excited to hear what you think of it and uh, how it actually helps you guys um, in this uh, revamping of uh, Staleface. Yeah, man, I appreciate you uh, giving us that recommendation. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be reading that. Sweet. Awesome. Well, I won't take up any more of you guys' time tonight. Uh, thank you for being on here. I will uh, definitely send you guys the link to this. Um, that way you guys can listen to yourselves back. Um, and then you can also pass it on to other people as well for whatever you guys want to end up using it for. It'll be on iTunes or Google Play Music or whatever. So, um, but yeah, thanks, you, thanks guys. I really appreciate, appreciate you guys being on um nick at night and if you guys don't understand the reference it's n- very nostalgic for oh, me being a oh, 90s I kid watch nick at night. <laughs> <laughs> good 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 yeah awesome I'm, 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 
I'm an old head. I know all about that. <laughs> good, good. Well, I, I'm glad that you guys can appreciate it because I feel like any of these younger kids that are in high school that listen to this, they're going to not know what we're talking about, and they're going to be like, okay, it's got to be an old person thing. Hey, tell those kids to get on YouTube and Google Naked Night 1990-something and just watch it for the next four hours. It's the greatest thing yeah. I ever do. <laughs> go, go watch Keenan and Kel for, like, five episodes and tell me it doesn't change your life. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> Kel loves orange soda. It is the greatest thing ever. Oh, that's funny. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again. And uh, we'll be, uh, we'll definitely have to stay in touch and I'll let you guys know the next time I'm down in Dallas. All right, man. Appreciate it. And don't forget to send me your address and we'll get your shirt out to you probably tonight or tomorrow. Oh, awesome. Dope. Yeah. I'll send it to you guys right after I get off the phone here. That way I don't forget. And uh, thank you again for that. I'm very, very appreciative. All right. No problem, man. So, all right, well, you guys have an awesome rest of your night, and uh, we'll keep in touch, and we'll talk soon. All right, man. All right. Appreciate it. Later. Yep, later. Take care, guys.